We are talking with Don Schmid, drummer for the Northern Pikes. And Don, my first question is this. Did you think when you started that this particular band would have that kind of longevity? Because you all came from different bands in and around Saskatoon. And now 32 years later, you're still the Northern Pikes. Well, it is amazing. I mean, you know, you listen to different groups talk about that question. And yes, I think everyone is surprised the longevity that you can have in this business. Um, it's the power of music, I guess. You know, it's timeless in some ways. And uh, yeah, we're still friends. We actually did break up. The band broke up from 93 till 2000. And we divided up our assets and we thought maybe we would never play a game together. And um uh, you know, I think because of that breakup, it gave us a chance to live our life a bit differently for a while. And in 2000, <coughs> excuse me, Virgin Records released um, the Hits and Assorted Secrets record and asked if we would, you know, be available to promote it across Canada. And everyone's schedule just worked out that, yeah, it was the right time to do it. So that's when we kind of got back together for the second phase of the band. And it's been great since then. We've actually done two recordings that we financed on our own and released independently. And it really made us aware of the power of a record company um, because we didn't have one. We did it ourselves and was back to kind of square one like we were before we signed the deal with Virgin in the early 80s. So, um, you know, you have to pay for things yourself. I mean, you kind of do anyway, but it goes on to a recording budget. And so it's not like you pay for it up front when you sign a deal. So... It was um, it was a good eye opener doing um, truest inspiration in 2000, and then we did a, an album called It's a Good Life in 2003. So it has been 13 years since we've put out any new music. So we're both due, I would imagine, <laughs> for something and, new. And we have talked about it. So if our plans work out, we'll have something new maybe in the next year or so. And uh, speaking of. Uh of record companies and doing something, Universal Music just released uh, an icon record for the Northern Pikes. A, yeah, it just came out. Yeah, it just came out on July eighth. And um, what they do with those icon series discs is they try to—they're just trying to, you know, get a younger or a, a new audience for the particular artist that they do these releases for, because they're all songs. You know, that's like a great hits package. Really, is what it is. But they've always been good with us, the record company. They ask for our input, and we picked all the songs and the pictures on it and that sort of thing. So we've been fortunate. A lot of bands that we've talked to you know, in the past, they don't have that luxury to, to make some of those decisions, which is unfortunate because, I mean, you, know, you would think that if you sign an artist that you like what they're doing, and up until that point, nine times out of ten, they've done it all on their own anyway. So you would expect that they would just let you do what you do, but not... Not often does that happen. You guys um, were were back in the news back in January after David Bowie passed away because you guys actually <coughs> opened for David Bowie back in the uh, the late eighties uh, as part of that tour. Was that yeah, that was in? Uh, sorry, I was going to ask: Was that would that would that be for you guys uh, w one of the major career highlights, or are there other? different uh, milestones that you've hit as a band that uh, that eclipsed that? Well, opening for, for David Bowie, that was in August of 1987. And we were totally shocked, actually, that that even happened because we were we found out about it. We were filming the video for Things I Do for Money in East Cooley, Alberta, which is near Drumheller. 
And our manager said, you know, I think there's a chance that we can get a couple of dates opening for David Bowie and Duran Duran at the scene in Toronto. And we thought, wow, I mean, okay, well, if that would happen, that would be amazing. And sure enough, it did. And again, that's part of the record company. That's not, you know, just a fluke that that happened. Because imagine how many groups would want to get on that, that show opening for David Bowie at the uh, CME Stadium in Toronto. So, again, that's the power of having companies behind you. Um, you're not doing it all on your own. We certainly never would have got that gig if it wasn't for Virgin Records. That's for sure. And I think to... If anything was to be more of a highlight for me in the career of the Northern Pikes, would I should be signing the record deal with Virgin, which was December 18th, 1986, a day that I always remember because it literally changed our lives as a band. Um, we almost immediately, it changes your stature completely. Like Team Man Video came out and Big Blue Sky came out and went gold in three months. And it's like our life had changed in a matter of a half of a year, really. So that was definitely uh, one of the major highlights, as well as opening for David Bowie. We opened for a lot of different artists over the years. Uh, Peter Frampton, Bruce Hornsby in the range, Tom Cochran and Red Rider, um, The Fix. Oh, there's just lots, lots of groups we opened with. Um, opened for Dread Zeppelin, which was really interesting. We did a whole tour in the United States opening for Dread Zeppelin. And, um, you know, sometimes the oddest matches in terms of, you know, two groups on the same bill. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but we're the kind of band that our songs are not just like, not every song sounds like Shane Freddy, not every song sounds like Things That Do For Money. And those two songs are polar opposites, really. So there's always been a great diversity in the band and somehow we've managed to just, when we get thrown in front of another group that's totally different, we can somehow cater to their audience, you know, as well, when we were opening in those days back in you know, the late 80s. So it's you... always been a... a a positive for the band is that we've just been kind of unpredictable and we have many different sounds to our songs, you know, and we've liked bands like the Beatles that just put out albums that were very different, you know, that not one song sounded like the next usually. And it always kind of kept you wondering what they were going to do next. And we've always tried to kind of be like that, try to make it so we're not, um, and it's just good for the band. It's healthy for us as people to, to try to challenge your, artistic um, thoughts and that sort of thing. So luckily with Virgin, they allowed us to do that as well. And I think a lot of bands didn't have that privilege. It was like, you know, write another Shane Pretty, write another Shane Pretty, and just kind of then you're forced into that. All they want is the radio play, you know. So we were very lucky. Doug Chappelle, who was the president of Virgin, signed us, and he was great. He was just like another guy in the band, really. You know, he, he just took what we did and tried to, to sell him as best he could. You mentioned that sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. What was there ever one that really didn't work? Um, well, you know, to be honest, nothing stands out in my mind as, as the dreadful show of all time. Like, no, we've never really had anything that really flopped or just kind of didn't make any sense at all. I suppose, okay, now that I think quickly on that, <laughs> in 1980. Right before Christmas, we were coming back from the States, and in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we did what they called the record riot, where on the weekend at this one particular warehouse, they would just fill it full of albums and really discount the price, and they would have groups play on a little stage. It was really stripped down. There was like no lighting, no great production, really. It was almost like an acoustic set, 
And <clears throat> that was really strange because we were told, you know, there could potentially be 5,000 people there. You'll sell lots of records. And <laughs> it didn't quite turn out like that. And I remembered people, you know, people with their backs to the band looking through the albums and kind of didn't, not everyone was in, into what we were doing. And it was kind of really an odd show. And after that one, we thought, gee, that was an odd thing to do. We won't do that again. But that stands out as maybe the only one that I can really think of that was just something we kind of regretted doing. And now you're uh, you're getting ready. Uh, you were in Toronto last night. You're getting ready for the show Saturday night in London. For for somebody who who isn't familiar with the Pikes, what 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 to you is a, a show highlight? Well, you know. Um, First of all, we're pretty easygoing guys. Um, so on stage, we try to create that feeling that, you know, nothing's too strict and there's no rules, really. People call out a song, and if we feel like doing it, we, we do it. <laughs> it's easy for me. I'm the drummer in the band, so it's easy to kind of... I I know pretty much all the songs, but for Jay and Brian, you know, there's chords and there's lyrics, and there's, there's a bit more to remember than a drummer. So it's not always that easy to just pull a song out of the hat. But So we try to keep it spontaneous, and we have fun with the arrangements you know some nights they just go in different directions and and you know sometimes things work better than you think they are and sometimes they don't it's kind of i always related to like sports like a hockey team you know it's like you don't win every game or and some games you play great some you don't and sometimes you win when you shouldn't have and it's like that with music sometimes we played shows where we know as the band members it wasn't one of our greatest shows but yet it went over really well then on the other side of it, you play a great show, everything went well, and some for some reason, it didn't go over that well. And so you kind of go, it's it's strange. You start asking yourself these questions about, you know, what what is it that really makes the show work? And it's I don't think there's any really one thing to say about that other than it's, it's a chemistry between the artist on stage and the audience. And somehow, you you get better at doing it. It's it's, sometimes you really got to work at it, and sometimes it just happens. Last night, the horseshoe was great. I've never heard, actually, things to do for money. We played that song, but we played every night. But we played it last night, and for part of it, Jay didn't even sing it. They actually sang almost the whole song through the verses, which is, I don't think that's ever happened for that song before. So, you know, that's what made last night special. So tonight, uh, we're in Niagara Falls, and then tomorrow in London. So, And we're also doing a workshop in London at noon tomorrow. Which would be kind of cool because those are times where you can hang out more one-on-one -on -one with people and talk about songs and, you know, maybe what caused you to do this or what, you know, what idea did that come from? And it's just nice to have that interaction with people, you know, to talk about music and, and just other things. Sometimes they ask you questions about where do you live and, you know, it's not always about music. So those things are, are fun to do. It's a bit different than the normal gig, those workshops. So we're anxious for that tomorrow. Yeah, and you, I, I, uh, I'm glad you brought up the workshop because for for some people who uh, who maybe not be may not be able to make it, what do you think is uh, that one piece of advice that you could give just to everybody? Like this is the most common question. This is the most common answer. If you want to be a, a a songwriter, what is that advice? Well, I think I always try to say to people is just try to be unique in some, or just be yourself because if you do that, all of us as people are different anyway. So you are going to be unique if you just be yourself. The minute you try to, or even like I said, you know, write another Shane Pretty or another Teamland, I mean, once you start to do that, 
you're doing it for other reasons. You know, if you can always try to just make it as natural and organic as you can, that's probably the best advice is just believe in yourself and in what you're doing. And I think there's room for everybody out there. It's just a question of perseverance is another thing. Just don't quit because we could have quit many times. (laughs) And every artist will probably tell you that they could have quit many times too. But if you just hang in there, um, and, uh, and nowadays, you know, it's so easy to record yourself as a, as a musician. It's When we started, it was back to you either recorded on a little portable cassette recorder or you spent a lot of money and went into a professional recording studio because there was really the technology wasn't there now, or back then to do your own recordings. It just wasn't an option. So now we'll even throw videos into the equation with YouTube and all the social media that's out there. It's amazing what groups can do. Or artists in general, if you're a solo songwriter, it's amazing. You can create your own presence online, which before, how would you ever do that? I mean, we mailed out the independent records in 84 and 85. We mailed them out to every radio station that we could, lots of college stations, because we were a little bit sort of alternative, I guess. We weren't really ever mainstream in those days. I don't even necessarily think we we ever were, were really mainstream pop it was kind of we always had that bit of a darker side songs like wait for me hopes go astray um even teen land is kind of uh you know it's just about being a teenager and and you know uh, the things that you go through when you are a teenager so the pikes have always with the exception of machine pretty like brian didn't even want to really play us that song he wrote it really quick and said i've got this you know stupid song and he didn't want to play it for us and we said of course you've got to play it for us we at least have to hear it so we did, and we thought, right, that's great. I mean, it's just a live song. It's fun. It's, you know, don't get too caught up in, in it, you know, because sometimes as a writer, you're way too close to it, and you just analyze every little lyric and this word right and that, you know. So um, we just demoed it, and it sounds pretty much exactly like the demo. That's the only song, I think, in our whole career that sounds, the recorded version is almost exactly as the way that we wrote it and recorded it as a demo, so... There's never any um, steady formula with the band. It's always been kind of let the song speak for itself. And, um, you know, it depends where you are in your life, too. That that brings different emotions into it. Live records, obviously, you've got an audience, and that changes everything for the sound. And so, you know, for people starting as songwriters, just like I said, to, you know, try to really... Be yourself, because if you do that, you're going to be unique because we all are unique to start with. And I think the minute you try to find or fit in somewhere, I don't know, you know, it's hard because then you start questioning, um, you know, a lot of other things. So just be yourself. That's probably the best thing I can say and believe in yourself. And I, I hate to jump kind of back because you, you also said one thing about uh, people kind of shouting out requests and if you like it. Is that is that strictly for Northern Pike songs or do you guys go into covers occasionally on a live, uh, a live show? Well, you know, um, we have never recorded a cover, which is interesting, or I, never released a cover. I know that. They've all, yeah, they've all been original songs. So Jay messes around a bit in Teenland with some cover um, song ideas just to have fun. Um you know, in the earlier days, we did a couple of, well, we actually started out as a cover band, not so much the Pikes, but before that in a band called The Idols, and Brian was in a band called 17 Envelopes. 
And back in those days in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, where the band is from, you know, we had one kind of pop radio station, and you played the songs. If you wanted gigs that paid you a bit of money when you're like 18 years old, that's what we did. You see, played the songs that were on the radio of the day, and you go to these little towns in Saskatchewan and play the dances and that sort of thing. And but then when the Pikes started, you know, writing original songs, it was that was a real challenge to make that transition where. You know, we had to sometimes say, well, here's a new unreleased song by ZZ Top or something, just to kind of, nobody really cared anyway, but they just heard that and they thought, okay, and dance floor would be full and it would be our own song that they hadn't heard before. <laughs> and so it's kind of an odd thing. Yeah, people, I, you know, I think we all like familiarity, which is why, you know, we like to go to karaoke and that sort of thing and have fun and you know, sing songs that we grew up with. So, um, no, we generally don't do covers in the show. Like, I mean, we don't. We used to do Junior's Farm by Paul McCartney for a while, and uh, that was fun to do. But you kind of could get back to just, you know, the people are coming and they're paying money to hear the songs that we recorded, and we're quite proud of that fact. And so we just try to stick to that for now. But you never know. If somebody yelled out a song and we felt like we could do it, we probably would. All right. Don, thank you so much. It was, uh, it was great having a chance to talk to you and looking forward to the show tomorrow night. Excellent. Thanks, Dan. That was Don Schmidt, drummer for the Northern Pikes, playing tomorrow night at the Home County Music and Arts Festival and uh, doing the workshop at noon as well. Uh, details at free981.com.